Revelation Hour. Uh, it's lovely to have you here. Don't break anything, my darling. Please, you know, don't break the studio. Put in pieces, you know. No, it's lo lovely to have you here this morning. I'm just teasing my wife here next to me. Good morning, babe. How are you doing? You alright? Good morning. Exposing me. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'm not exposing you, you know. But anyway, how are you doing? You okay? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's been a it's been a busy week, um, mm. for me. So yeah, but it's been uh, it's been okay. It's been okay. Why don't we open up in prayer that we can go through all the stuff that we need to do today? Father, we just thank you so much for this day. We thank you that this is the day that you have made, and we can rejoice. And be glad in it. Father, we just thank you that irregardless of what's taking place around us, that Holy Spirit, you will continue to live within us and we can continue to call upon you mm -hmm. and to be led by you. And for you to reveal what is true that is going, going on around us as well. Mm -hmm. So, Father, we just thank you. We commit this show into your hands today. And we just pray that you will have your way. Continue to put the words in our mouths and help us, guide us, lead us as we go. We yes, pray Lord. this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, it's, uh, it's another week. Um, really quite interesting week that has been happening you know, around the world. News has been happening around the world. But before we do that, um, just you guys to remind you that you can contact us uh, via Facebook, uh, Twitter, or email address, which is info at revelationhour.co.uk. Um, you can also assess, um, sorry, assess our website. Um, yeah, you're laughing at me. So what are you trying to say? Babe? Access. Access our website. Thank you. <laughs> you know, my, sometimes my fresh accent, you know. So she's always there to say, no, that's not the way you're saying. That's the way you need to say, you need to pronounce your ace, etc. But she's very good. Mm. She'd be a wonderful teacher, if, mm. you know. Anyway, like I said, you mm. can access. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Babe. Fantastic. Thank you, love. <laughs> you can access your uh, our details, uh, our podcast, you know, so all the podcasts that we've been doing, all those shows that you've been watching, listening live, they're all um, now um, on our podcast. So you can now uh, access them. So from the beginning all the way. So whatever whatever you want to access, then you can have access to it. And as a matter of fact, uh, we are going from this week. We thank you so much for guys for sending a lot of videos that's been going through the chat. Wonderful, you know, videos. Some of encouragement stuff to really warn us and prepare us. Uh, we're actually going to try to put them on our websites now. So there will be a section on our website when you'll be able to watch all those videos and any other content that you we may find relevant to what we are talking about. And we're going to try to share them on the website. So please go to our website, www.revelationhour.co.uk so you can access our podcast. You can access also uh, some of the content that has been um, sent through the chat as well. Have I done everything? Yes. I yeah. Think so. Okay. So, 
uh, as we said, as we normally say, we always start uh, the show by uh, looking into what's going on in the current news here. Um, and Marcia here is going to take us through whatever she feels relevant um, as we go through this. So let's have a look at this very quickly, darling. Um, so those are the front page here of the Christian news um that's it's taking place around. Interesting, which one is interesting um, to you the california one or oh, the one on the um, top yeah, yeah the, the straight, main away. One. straight um, away i've been listening to we we listen to a christian radio show which is um american based and um so a lot of the time they're talking about the christian news over there mm. and what's going on over there and in orange county which is in california it's one of the only places people have been flocking there because it's the only places place in in um i think it's one of the only places in, in counties where people are able to freely worship mm -hmm. and they're attending churches still so so there's quite a few churches, and i don't know whether it's all of the churches in orange county but i know there's quite a few of them so christians have been flocking there mm -hmm. um so it's it's interesting where it says u.s federal court upholds ban on indoor worship gatherings in california um so it's just i suppose that there are other places within california but orange county is one of them where they're just literally still attending churches so it's interesting that this is saying that they've 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 upheld the ban on mm -hmm. indoor worship gatherings in California. Obviously, this these churches they're not they're just saying we're still gathering anyway. Mm -hmm. They're social distancing, obviously. Um, but yeah, so that's quite an interesting one. Um, quite an interesting one. What, what, what's your take on uh, on Donald Trump contracting the the virus? <sighs> I don't know. I think. You know, what came to my mind was when um, Boris Johnson contracted the virus. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We haven't discussed this at all. No. Um, but what actually came to my mind was, oh, that same kind of um, feeling about when Boris Johnson contracted the virus. And my main thing when I heard that was just to pray, mm -hmm. um, just to pray for him. And... Um, and then it's interesting afterwards that he, he came out afterwards saying that he thought he was going to die. Mm -hmm. um, and that was it. And even his um, fiance or wife um, said the same thing. Mm -hmm. But I just believe it's similar stuff. Um, I won't go into the conspiracy theory side of things, but I just feel it's it's very... Um, it, I think we, we again, we've, we've always said to pray for him mm -hmm. anyway. Um, and we've not kind of hidden that fact that we ought to pray for him. He's, he's a leader and he's a leader of one of the major countries of the world. And um, and we've said that irregardless of what your political views are, um, we do believe that the Lord is using what the world, what the Bible says, you know, the, the Lord takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Mm -hmm. Um and I think at this time, this is what's happening. But it's quite interesting for me, the timing of this. Um, yeah, I think people who are watching and keeping an eye on the elections over there, they know it's not that long for them to take place, for, for votes to be cast. And, mm -hmm. and it's just extremely, the timing, uh, in a way, it's interesting. It couldn't probably be worse for Donald Trump. Um 
and, just, and for his just wife before the election. Yeah, yeah it couldn't be worse but God has a plan. He's, he conti- I believe he continues to use him mm-hmm. um, and he will continue to do so. And we, we really do need to pray um, because for what will come um, <laughs> if he's taken out of office, it's, you know, it, it will be a very interesting time for America and for the world. That's interesting. Lastly, um, I want to touch on this um, first bible in american sign language completed Mm. it's quite interesting we're in 2021 and it's only now that we actually see that completed it's quite interesting isn't it first bible in american sign language completed that's interesting isn't it said an american charity has completed the first bible in american sign language in what has been 30 years translation project so they've been working for 30 30 years. years can you imagine that you know, it's called Deaf Mission, started a project in 1982 as an attempt to spread the gospel to the deaf community as there are more than 400 different sign languages around the world. It's very interesting because we're always talking about the gospel, you know, and, and Christ said that the gospel will be shared to every person. And, mm. and, and you kind of forget, deaf can actually hear. Mm. A lot of them can really hear clearly. Mm. So how, you know, unless there's a sign language to, you know, kind of explain That's it. Right. Obviously, you've seen in, in some of the church services, I've been translators, you know, yeah. sign language. But the actual first American Bible sign language, it just shows exactly, you know, if the technology is used properly, then the gospel is shared. Mm. But it also shows this in the, the end time because, you know, the Bible speaks that before Jesus returned, every every every, every person, person yeah. we know about Christ. Yeah. And that is very, very, very interesting. In every part of the world. Yeah. Every part of the world. Mm. very very interesting so guys those are some of the news um please continue to send us your comments you know send us your uh comments um send us emails you know about what we're sharing at the moment so very interesting so let's have a look at the rest of our topic you know um as we said um last time as we look into it we've been start looking into israel and before we do that we always looking into um (coughs) (coughs) all right we're going to remove these guys who are actually coming in and and um yeah there you go yeah there we go so yeah sorry guys um we have to remove some of our people that we don't know actually uh we're trying to trying to come in uh, which you will find out anyway so as we saying for those who know us here we um we've been looking into this for a while and we know that the world is always seeing the future or from a science perspective and we've seen it uh, many times uh, how they brought all the data and, and so on as well um when it comes to you know how the world is moving and and this morning mars and i were talking about the regulation um that was taking place um regulation has been coming in for for a while um so um as people of God, you know, we've got to look the world the way God sees it. 
from God's perspective. And really, God's perspective is the word of God. Mm. Very simple of that. And that's how we need <laughs> to see it. Um, that's how we need to see it. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I'm trying to say here, sorry to get disturbed, but we just have some people that are trying to join in and trying to uh, really t- um, mess up with the with the broadcast. Um, what we're saying here is, is 1 Peter 5, 8 and 2 Corinthians 2, 11 says this. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And 2 Corinthians says, least Satan should take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. Those are very important key because those are what God is telling us to be watchful, to be sober, especially in the season that we're in. Now, we looked into the nation of Israel, babe, and, and over the last two weeks, we looked into his history and then we looked last week the importance of Israel in the end times. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. You know, many people have been asking me this question, why Israel, you know, is key to God's timing in end time prophecy, but not only to God's timing in end time prophecy, also in terms of Jesus returning as well and Jesus establishing his kingdom, a millennium kingdom. Yeah. It's all gonna be in Israel in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So this is a very important key. So when we look into the end times, we have to understand the place of Israel as well. It's so key. Yeah. And yeah. I always said that if you want to know when Jesus return or when the Antichrist is going to be in action and in operation, you've got to look at what's taking place in Israel. In Israel. Mm. It is so important. So important. So, Deuteronomy 33.5 really says this, that the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you and gather you again from all nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. If any of you are driven out of the Father's part under heaven from there, the Lord your God will gather you and from there he will bring you. Then the Lord your God will bring you to the land which your fathers possessed and you shall possess it. He will prosper you and multiply you more than your father. And Jeremiah 33 says, For behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will bring back from captivity my people Israel and Judah says the Lord, and I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to the Father, and they shall possess it. Now, those scriptures are prophetic scriptures that speak of Israel coming back to the land. And last week, over the last weeks, we look into the history of Israel, how they were scattered all over the world. And 1948 was the day when the state of Israel was uh, created. Not created, was born in that sense. Now, what we need to understand, and I've been saying to you, babe, is that Israel always, the name Israel has always been there. It's actually the only country in the world that the word, uh, in the only country in the world that the word Israel remained from centuries in that sense. Mm-hmm. So when 1948, the British mandate established Israel as a nation, I believe that it marked the beginning of the timing in terms of end times prophecies, in terms of coming to the end of it. Because at that time, the Jews were scattered all over the world. And they came back. They start to come back bit by bit. So, 
Last two weeks, last week we spoke about the seven week about the Antichrist establishing a seven years, um, um, seven years uh, treaty with Israel. And at the midst of his treaty, 3.5 in the middle of the year, the seven years treaty, he will break it and he will declare himself God in a temple built in Israel, in Jerusalem. So those are such an important point to understand that there will be a third temple rebuilt in Jerusalem, which will be marked by what the Antichrist will be desecrating um, in this. So to go back a little bit on this story, um, just you know, just done a bit of research and you can just look into this. So we're going to go very, very quickly into this, but we got to understand that before the first temple was um, was built by Solomon, the Ark of Covenant, especially in, in earlier, the Ark of Covenant was moved move about different around different sanctuaries, and those you know some of the town from Seshem and Shilon, and then after Kings David captured Jerusalem, so when he captured Jerusalem, then they moved the Ark into the city. And remember, in portion of the scripture speak, there was a time when David was so joyful about what's taking place that he was dancing and and his his robe fell off and he was continuing dancing naked praising god so that was the time that they they captured jerusalem then they 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 brought the ark of the covenant in jerusalem and from that point david to wanted to give praise and honor to god wanted to build a temple now god specifically told him that he will not build a temple because of the blood of his son but his son we build the temple so what david was doing he was gathering all the information where the temple will be built and all the money that was necessary to build a temple and solomon will build a temple now the interesting thing that i discovered is actually this temple david chose the mount moria on the temple mount to build that temple and that was believed it was where abraham built the altar which he he was meant to sacrifice isaac so the importance and the understanding of this temple is very uh, is very uh important here because mm-hmm. it has history yeah. and it has also a relationship you know they didn't just decide to build a temple whatever oh let's find a piece of land and let's build it they were specifically targeting the the, the, the abraham you know uh, temple uh, when it went put an altar then to you know a lineage so mm. this is very important so the first temple was constructed under solomon and it was completed in 957 before christ so that's the first thing that we need to understand now unfortunately we understand as well that the temple was um destroyed during the time of nebuchadnezzar of babylonian and the Jews were taken into captivity and we find this through the stories of David, uh, sorry, Daniel uh, was captivated during that time when Jeremiah prophesied that the temple, you know, would be destroyed and the Jews would be scattered. So, unfortunately, that took place um, in, in those times. And we know here as we look through the, the site that everything was removed from the temple, the treasure, everything was taken back to babylon and all the jews were deported to babylonian in 586 and 582 and that was the fulfillment of the prophecy in jeremiah as well and obviously we look through uh daniel so daniel um uh, scriptures the book of daniel about his early life his, his early 
life in 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 Babylonian when he was favored by the Lord, yeah. and we you know, um, you know all the story. Um, anyway, so I don't, I don't really want to go through this, but what I'm trying to say, I'm giving you the fact, the historical fact, we actually biblical fact, and as you can see it. This as historical fact as well. So that's what we need to understand. So the first temple was built by Solomon, then destroyed when Nebuchadnezzar came mm. from Babylonian. And basically, we know as well, next stage, where the second temple then was rebuilt. And you talked to us, to me at so many times about the prophet um, Nehemiah. Uh, we actually mm. prayed and was actually sent back to Jerusalem mm. to build mm. the temple, you know, as we see here. The Elster book says this, that Cyrus, second founder of the Achaemenid dynasty of Persia and conqueror of Babylonia in 538 BC, issued an order allowing exiled Jews to return to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple. Mm. And that was because of Nehemiah. Exactly. So it is interesting that we are now only stating the biblical scriptures but there is a historical fact mm -hmm. about this mm -hmm. rebuilding of the temple mm -hmm. so we understand this process so the work was completed in 515 before christ so that's the second temple now the reason i'm going through the history baby is the fact that it is very important to understand why they want to yeah. rebuild the temple it's not only the about place the place they it. want to build it mm. as well so it's we need to understand mm. that there's there's a reason why they want to rebuild this mm. temple as well and the rebuild of this first temple we culminate in us knowing when the antichrist is in or not as mm. well so that is very important to understand that now we know that as they build a temple Jesus came, and when Jesus came and people knew he was the Messiah, many people, they were expecting Jesus to begin an insurrection against the Roman because we understand that the Roman occupied Israel in those days when Jesus was born in uh, AD 30, you know, uh, AD 33, 30, 33, so on. He was there. And so what was taking place here? The Jews expected Jesus, they expected the Messiah to come and to free them from the Roman occupation like Moses did in times when they were under the Egyptian occupation, when on, on Egyptian um, slavery. Now, what's happening is, and I think, what, what I'm thinking about this, babe, I am also thinking that it must be the time as well where Judah was, I think he was this, um, I think he, he, he lost, he lost faith in Christ. I think one of the things that many of those people that were following Christ in those days, they were really under the impression that Christ was coming, he would take the army of, of, of Roman and establish the Jew, free the Jewish so they can actually have the Jerusalem back again. That, well, that was, that was their understanding. But if you think of it, they're looking back in history. So yeah. they're looking back at the books they're reading, you know, re they're hearing the stories and reading everything. They're reading everything. So as far as they're concerned, you know, it's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? It's like us looking back and we're looking back at, we're looking back at everything that has happened. And we're like, Jesus is going to return and he's going to come and he's going to rule, he's going to reign, he's going to rule in Jerusalem. Because they're looking back at the history and they're looking back at the things that have happened before. Mm -hmm. They're listening to the stories from their ancestors mm -hmm. so as far as they're concerned you can actually see why yeah you know 
you can see why um, completely. You can understand why they they did think the way that they thought. Do, do you see? This is it's, it's interesting because I think when we're looking at Judah and and the way he sold the courts, you know, for few silvers of coin, you know, and 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 what the the understanding is in this in this situation with Judah is it was actually that from a lot of the people that were following Christ at the time, and when they saw all the miracles that Christ was doing was performing during this this three years ministry that he had mm. you know going through the galilee and going through the different places and it wasn't only the miracle that he was doing it's also the word that he was speaking as well that was a very inspiring word at times people were looking at him and said this guy is too clever where is he from mm. so they really thought that they were seeing maybe another moses you know yeah. for example or another person that would come and that would free them and when jesus didn't do that a lot of them, you know, what's the word you use? This union, this uh, when they actually lost faith. Mm. It's not they lost faith. They, they lost hope, basically. It's a disillusionment. That's the word. And really, that's what we are taking place. So, Jesus died on the cross, rose again. They missed it. They pretty much missed the the, the, um, the, the scripture of Isaiah. They missed the, 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 prophecy. the prophecies that was in the book of Isaiah and, and most of the book prophesied about Jesus coming, you know. But they saw the Messiah as a conqueror, as a fighter, as somebody that would come and take over the city and then just free the Jews. They, didn't, they missed it completely. But don't you think that it's important for us to, it's one of the things that's been highlighted to me, This, you know, it's, it's really been, really been highlighted to me a lot is about knowing the word mm -hmm. through the the revelation of the holy spirit that's of right and you know because we could easily miss it as well absolutely <laughs> we could easily miss well, this, it this is why we are trying to 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 really to really know the scriptures and, and really understand mm. what god is saying in this season because you're absolutely right mm -hmm. you know we could miss it as well you know we could misinterpret it i mean that was a very simple thing you know the bible speak that he said that i came um i came through my own people and did not recognize me you know mm. and he said another one will come and you will recognize him and the only one that he's speaking about is mm. the antichrist yeah we spoke about it before when the antichrist would come and you know many people many scholars that study the antichrist and the characters you know the antichrist and and something that we haven't touched you know yet i think it is a bit deep so i don't know whether to go into this as well is why we call in the lost tribe of israel so mm. basically briefly to talk to you briefly this europe this ideology and and it is a freemason uh, illuminati's ideology believe that basically believe that it's a lost tribe and through that lost tribe um they actually can proclaim the lineage the jewish lineage now many people believe that the antichrist will use mm -hmm. that ideology yeah. to get access to the temple and be able to get access into the favors of the mm -hmm. jews mm -hmm. one of the main things that we talked about last week is the, the signing of this treaty you yeah. know this peace treaty that signing is going to establish a seven years treaty and this is what people say oh seven years tribulation it is a seven years tribulation because it will be in power but it is a seven years treaty and during that seven years treaty and 3.5 after you know three and a half years, years after through. halfway through this treaty mm -hmm. He will break it. How will he break it? By coming into the temple in Jerusalem. Desecrating it. Desecrating the temple and proclaim himself God in front of the Jews. So the Jews at the beginning will recognize, will accept him as a savior. They will think mm -hmm. he's a messiah. And when he come and desecrate the temple, 
then they realize that it's not. And this is why for us it is so important to see and understand why this temple is so important for them. So the second temple, as we see here, you know, Jesus come, died, rose again, saved the world of sin. People don't understand that. They, pro they probably thought it was a physical salvation that they were looking at but mm. what god was doing it was dealing with a spiritual salvation first of all you know it was um it was basically mankind was redeemed spiritually which means that through jesus now mankind has not not only access to god but are become becoming son and daughters of the living god which means that they're avoiding hell in that sense the jews missed it so they are today they are still waiting for the messiah mm. you see so this is where they are preparing this this third temple they need that third temple for the messiah to come to worship so the roman there's a revolt taking place you know as i said they're trying to revolt against the roman and what the roman did as they always do you know mm -hmm. when somebody do something against them they destroy they everything slaughter them. slaughter them and destroy everything so AD 70 they completely annihilate mm. the jewish you know, and the remnant just left, you know, Israel and they scattered all over the world. The temple, when I say it's destroyed, you know, I'm using kind word. Mm. It's pretty much obliterated. And the interesting thing, the only thing that's left of the temple today is this. Mm. That's what is left of the temple. And it's called the Western Wall or the Wailing Wall. Yeah. That's what is left mm. of the temple from AD 70. So if you appear to go to Jerusalem mm. or if you've been to Jerusalem, I'm pretty sure that you must have yeah, seen this place um, in a temple as well, which is very uh, interesting. So what, are, what, are, what, what we're looking at now today really is looking at understanding, first of all, as we look at it here, it says here that the dome of the rock and Alske Mosque in 691 it returned to Jewish country 1967. So remember last week we spoke or the week before mm -hmm. last week we yeah. spoke about the uh, the six day war, yeah. you know, which was the time when the Jewish people were able to take back most part of Israel, including many part of Jerusalem, and that was where they were able to take to have control over that over control over that part of jerusalem mm. which allow the orthodox jews to come and to worship and up to today as you can see through the images they are still coming and are still worshiping this wall mm. but there is something that they are actually looking to do at the moment which is rebuilding the temple mm. now when we look in the book of daniel as we look at last week um in daniel 9:27, it says the then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. One week is representation of seven years. Yeah, seven days, seven years. But here is representation of seven years bed of Daniel's prophecy of the 70 weeks. But in the middle of the week, which is talking about mm. 3.5, he mm -hmm. shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abomination shall be one who make desolate, even until the consummation, which is determined, is poured out of the desolate. So when we look at last week, we look at the Antichrist building the seven years treaty. The temple is rebuilt. And during that time, as we say, it will people will do the normal offering that they're doing, which we're going to look in a minute into this. 
and he would break it, he would desecrate it, and he would proclaim himself God. This is one of the greatest signs to know when the Antichrist will be in action, when the temple will be rebuilt. And this is why I keep saying to you guys that you know when the temple is rebuilt, you know that we are very close mm. to the Antichrist because of his action in that sense. Um, we looked at last week as well. We looked at he's making a covenant with many. So the peace treaty for seven years at the beginning from Daniel 9.27. And then he break that covenant in the middle of the seven years peace treaty. As we saw Daniel 9.27 to Daniel 2.3.4 as well. That caused the isolation and the sacrifices. And then at the end, Jesus returned. At the end of the seven years, Jesus returned, come, establish his covenant and his return and he reside in Jerusalem, you know. So everything will be ruling from Jerusalem. So mm. this is why it's so important to understand that. Now, Second Thessalonians 2, 3, 4 says, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away come first. So Jesus cannot return unless the Antichrist is in place. But unless the Antichrist do what he's got what he's got to do, and he said, Come first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself about all that is called God, all that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to desecrate, he's going to sit on that throne, and he's going to say to the whole world, I am God. Now, many people, maybe 40 years ago, would say, how is it possible? Well, when you look at today's technology, you get flash news, you know. You know, I get I got Sky News and, and BBC and I get flash news. Everything there's something, I get a news, a news flash straight into it and telling me one second place. You know, we talked about Trump early on on the show, you know, when he got a COVID, took the nap straight, flat breaking news, boom, straight on your phone. So when the Antichrist would come in a temple, he would come and they were allowed to come because as far as they're concerned, they think he's a messiah. But it's when he come in that temple and he will say, okay, let's stop the sacrifices. And he will maybe bring, he say we desecrate. We don't know how he's going to desecrate. There's been many speculation they may do. Some say he may bring uh, uh, unclean animals because that was the thing. Unclean thing could not go into that temple. Mm. So that's thing that we need to understand as well. If you look at the book of Numbers, you know, when he talks to you about how the yeah. temple is meant and what is necessary, what kind of sacrifice need to take place, that you got to understand that in order for the Antichrist to be in that temple in the first place, he will know exactly the daily sacrifices, he will know exactly what needs to take place and how things are conducted. Now, he will come after three and a half years of coming daily or maybe weekly into the doing the sacrifice, dealing with Jews and doing sacrifice and, and worshipping, three and a half years later, it will come to that temple and it will be broadcast, you know, CNN, you know, BBC, Sky News, whatever you call it, on your phone, on your tablet. As people are at work doing their thing and looking at this possession, it will be something, you know, like some of the queen when they get married or the prince get married mm -hmm. and you got a big, big crew filming it. It will be something like that. People will know that was going to take place. And it will come in three and a half years he will go into that temple. He will say to the public, all right, 
we're not stopping every sacrifices. Now, can you imagine for the Jews, mm. especially the Orthodox, mm. what it would mean? We stop this now, no more sacrifices, and he actually bringing whatever you want to bring, maybe bring unclean animal or unclean things into the temple to desecrate it. Literally, desecrate it means ruin it, you know. Something which is sacred, you desecrate, mm. meaning something which is holy, you're making it unholy. Yeah. And that's exactly what he's going to do. So he's going to come. He's going to say that. He's going to do things that will desecrate the temple completely. And then he's going to come and he's going to proclaim himself, I am God, mm. to the whole world in that temple. Remember, that temple was built for God. So he's going to that temple and he's going to say, I am God. You now need to worship me because I am God. Now, for the whole world, they'll be looking at it and they will say, yeah, definitely, you are. Do you know why? Because of all the things that he would have done in the whole world. You know, he would have bring peace. He would have bring prosperity. And most importantly, People will just live their life, you know, how they always want to live their life. But also, the miracle taking place. He will imitate some of God's, Jesus' miracles as well. Remember, it is a counterfeit. Mm. It is also the opposite of Christ, but also a counterfeit. So, it will meet miracle. Don't know whether it will be miracle, what kind of miracle will do. Might use technology that will baffle people or so on. But nevertheless, people are already in awe of this guy. So, when he come and say that I am God, people will just go for it however the jewish orthodox at that point they will realize that this is not the messiah Mm. and they will now realize that the messiah that they've been waiting Mm. was there two thousand years ago Mm. on the cross and that will spark the revival in israel where people would begin to worship the true god Mm. and they would begin to worship jesus Mm. because they will realize that the guys that they call messiah it is not. Mm. And this is why it is so important for us to look at this rebuilding temple. First of all, what is important for those Jews to rebuild that temple now? We looked about the previous two temples that they built through the time of Solomon and then through the time of Nehemiah, the call of Nehemiah for people to rebuild mm. the second temple. Mm. But each time the temple is built, it's been destroyed. Do you know why? Because they worship wasn't in God, isn't mm. it? So this is what we're looking at. When we're looking into the rebuilding temple, we're looking at Israel. We're looking at what's going to take place. Now, we know that since 1997, well, we don't, but we know now, since 1997, there was a temple movement that began. And they began to prepare for the rebuilding of the third temple. And that's been quite a long time. So, pretty much since the 80s, they've been trying to rebuild that temple. Because they're now back in their homeland, as we've seen it. They established Israel. They conquered as many land as well. What pretty much is, is left now for the Palestinian is a Gaza Strip and a few little settlements. But they pretty much got everything now. So as far as they're concerned now, they want to rebuild a temple. They want to bring back the old days that you mentioned. Mm. So they need to rebuild a temple. But the movement is more to do with the Jewish Orthodox. You know, most of the Jewish normal people they're secular people you know one of my best friends he live in israel at the moment in tel aviv and it's not a jewish orthodox and some of you may have friends as well jewish people that may just normal jewish not orthodox no 
when I came in this country, I never seen a Jewish Orthodox until I came in this country in England. Wow. Do they not have them in France? They never really get in contact with them, to be honest. Mm. In you Paris. Know, in they Paris. They have they have them everywhere, but I never encountered them, you know. I, the only time I encountered them is when I came here and I went to North London. North London and I was amazed. Mm-hmm. I was actually amazed. I was back in nineties. I was amazed. Mm. And and it was not only about the hair and the heart it was the whole culture behind it mm. you know um the whole yeah the whole culture be behind the whole jewish orthodox and the the thing that they worship how they worship who they worship who they mix it, how they mix it the car that they driving with i mean it, it was everything it was everything from the, the kids the old it was amazing mm. but the jewish orthodox you know they're the one who playing the major role to trying to rebuild that temple because the, as far as they're concerned, they believe that this is a spiritual work and that is basically their mandate. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's why that's how they see it. That is the mandate. So they're the one which is we revived the, what we call the Sanhedrin, which is yeah. basically the religious mm. body that supervises the issue related to the temple and who want to rebuild it in a proper way. And when we are talking rebuilding a temple, we're not talking about a pale imitation of the second or the first temple because also what they would have rebuilt it a long time ago. They want to rebuild it yes. as it was exactly yeah. as it was mm. and exactly where it was. Yeah. This is why the temple is still not built up to mm. today. Yeah. That's the thing that we need to understand. They need to rebuild this temple. Now, I made a mini research and I, and I found out um, for example, you know, we know today that the world is opposed to it. You know, the world is opposed to Israel's claim of Jerusalem. This being, you know, and it's this is why when Trump last was a few months ago this year would say, you know, declare Jerusalem the mm. capital of Israel, he created a major, major, major stir mm. in 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 the world. Because the world do not agree, do you know? Mm. Because of the Palestinian conflict that's taking yeah. place, and we looked briefly into this. But not only the world doesn't see Jerusalem as a capital of Israel. The other problem that they are facing not to rebuild this temple <laughs> is the is basically the mosque, the Muslim. Mm. That's a major. It's major, a major, 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 major issue. Now. The temple movement has been trying to build it and they believe that where is the actual mosque in Jerusalem, that's where the temple was Mount. built there. Mm-hmm. The temple mount. Mm, the temple and, mount. And that's where they want to build it. Mm. So can you just imagine the political situation at the <laughs> moment, the conflict mm. that they're going through, mm. you know, where they want to build a temple but they have a major political issue to overcome. Now, saying that, we looked into the one world religion. And when the one world religion is established, I believe it will path the way for this temple to be rebuilt. Hmm. I didn't think about that, actually. Yeah, that's true. It will pave the way for this temple to be rebuilt. Because when everybody will accept as a one world religion then many people will see the temple as a, as a monument and 
they will be able to rebuild this temple there. They are but waiting. Then you say that, but then will they will they be able to do sacrifices? Because will the will the Muslims agree with it? Because the thing is, when they go into the temple, they will want to do the sacrifices. Absolutely. So how will that work? Well, at the moment they can't. Mm. They can't even pray there. They're not allowed. The, the law, the Jewish law, state that they're not allowed to pray there. And anyway. also, how will the Jewish feel about? Because you know, when you actually look back and you look at the way that they used to do sacrifices and mm-hmm. the way that they would actually, basically, the, the area was holy, so no one else could actually go into that area mm-hmm. to be because everything, all the sacrifices were done there. So the Jewish people would not allow anyone who was unholy to enter in That's to right. there. So That's right. how does that work? Well, the thing is, 40 years ago, we mm. didn't know it would work. You know, many people believe mm. that one of the things is the unification of the, the, the religion. And because yeah, and also sure. because of the Antichrist bringing the peace treaty, remember, it will bring peace. Yeah, but I, I still don't see how that will work in the sense of, because if you look at the Orthodox Jews, the way that they think, you know, Everything, everything is done speci- specific to the way that things have always been done. I agree with you. So therefore, if things are always done in the same way and they will want things to be done in the same way, how will that take place? Because they want things to be done exactly well, the same and they classify things that are unholy. They, they don't even they don't even mix with any of those things. For, wha- for so what I understand for now, I don't, I don't know. For what I understand before, the Islamic authority officially decide, deny that a temple ever existed at the site. So mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. The Islamic people say there's never been there's never been a temple where we have a mosque. However, you know, however, latest information that we are getting is the fact that there are discussions now. They seem to have softened their stance. Now, I don't know how this is going to happen, Mas. I don't know. But what I do know is the fact that he, the Antichrist, will be able to get that sorted. And this is why, when you think about it, we are here in 2021 and thinking about how are they going to rebuild this temple with the Islamists, with the mosque there? How is it going to happen? But then the Bible say that the Antichrist will sign a treaty. Mm. He will Allah, he will be able to sign a treaty between the Arabs country and Israel. And the temple will be rebuilt there. The temple will be rebuilt. So, two things that come to me. The first thing, they will rebuild that temple where actually the temple mosque. And maybe there will be a war or something and the, the mosque will be destroyed to be able to do it. I have no idea. Mm. You know, we don't want to speculate about how they're going no. to rebuild it and where it's going to take place. That's the first thing. The second thing is that last month, as I was reading article, some archaeologists have been mentioned that, as a matter of fact, they believe that the temple of Jerusalem may not be where yeah, people believe. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. That it actually may be on the mm. other side of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. you know, very close to the, temp- to the temple martyrs, but mm. on the other side yeah. of it. So what's taking place at the moment is investigation. They're not mm. investigating to see whether this archaeology fact is correct. correct or not. If it is correct, then mm. they will begin the rebuilding of this temple. Because as far as we're aware, mm. they have everything yeah. that they need to build that temple. Now, that is no 
uh, official yet. It is just a discussion and investigation that people has been saying. But we read that last month. We're doing our research mm-hmm. that they were looking in, 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 in this area. So, now, what they always believe is from this archaeologist, British archaeologist Robert Hamilton, who say that he has documented excavation of the mosque foundation after it was destroyed in the earthquake in 1927. And he discovered beneath the floor of the mosque the remain of the jerish mikveh which is a ritual pool used for purification this is why they believe that the temple is where it's supposed to be Mm. and he said it dated from the time of the second temple when the jews immersed at this site before entering the temple precincts Mm. so what basically says is basically say that based on those excavations that they made they believe that that's where the temple is. But I think at the moment, the discussion between government and between people is to find it, where is the exact location, location yeah. of that second temple. Yeah. When they find that exact location, when they agree on that exact location, if it's in a temple mount, then something will happen and they will be able to build it because the Bible says so. Yeah. You know, So okay. it will be rebuilt. If it is somewhere else, it will be rebuilt. But that is one of the things that we need to look at is rebuilding of the temple. The other thing that, as I mentioned, and we mentioned it as well, is all the elements. You know, if you look at number Mm -hmm. 19, Mm -hmm. you know, it's speaking of all different elements that is needed to rebuild this temple. We're not going to go into detail. I think we've got something about it on Revelation before. But what I'm interested in is, is what they call the red heifer. The red heifer, yeah. The red heifer. Mm. Now, and those information... Are very interesting mm. now in relation to the preparation for the temple service um as we spoke at the religious body called the uh, sun and drain they taken s- necessary step for restating the temple services so and one of the things that they've been looking at is the right aether now how they did it it is is blind it's mind-blowing you wouldn't have never found 40 years but this is how they did it and i read it one project the group has been is the planting of the biblical temple forest so that's we serve the agricultural need of the third temple. And also what they're talking about is the um sacrifices. They think about animal and blood, but most were from plant growth around Israel. So this guy, Rabbi Richmond, also a member of the Sun and Drain, has been heading a project to restore the sacred red effort to Israel. Mm. So we know from Numbers 19, if yeah. you read Numbers 90s, Definitely. that they will use the ashes of the red aphids, mm-hmm. yeah, and they will mix it with water, yeah, to to purify the Jewish. And that was the way of purification. Mm-hmm. Now we know that our purification is through the blood of Jesus, yeah. you know. But in those days, they would get this purification on a regular basis. I think it was once a year they would come and purify everything. So they would use the ashes on the red head, which is some kind of cow, boom, um, which it's boom, like more like a bull, yeah. Yeah, like a red color, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of reddish yeah. color, kind of type. They had different colors, but yeah. they they are specific there was a about the red heifer. The, the red heifer, think about that one. So they will use the ashes, they will mix it with water, and they will use it as an element to purify the juice so they could actually enter the service in a temple so this is why this is very important for them now during the time of the first and second temple which is you know there was which is about a thousand years they say that there was only nine red aphids were used only nine Mm. were used in preparation 
in preparing, you know, in preparation for the water, for purifying the Jews, yeah? And according to Jewish tradition, the tenth one, yeah, would be used by the Messiah. This is why. That's their tradition, that their understanding. This is why they could never see Jesus as the Messiah. Because in their tradition, the yeah. tenth uh, heifer, red heifer, would be used by the Messiah. This is how twisted the whole thing is in that sense. And this is why, you know, I used to ask myself, they got the scripture from Moses. They got the book of Jeremiah. They got all the books and they still missed him. How did that happen? There was many reasons for it, you know. Jesus has spoke about the Pharisees. He's spoken about the, uh, all the, the Pharisees and, and how they were seeing it and, and, and how they, they really kind of lost it. They were in the scriptures. How they become religious. They become religious instead of seeing where the, the book was speaking about mm. Jesus coming. The other reason is those traditions, you know, got them in such a way that how can you see the Messiah, Jesus coming, if you believe that because the second temple, between the first and the second temple, they used nine. Mm. So nine. And the ten one hasn't come. And after. So they still they were still waiting. They're thinking, where's the ten hyphen? We can't see the ten hyphen. So as far as we're concerned, there's no Messiah. Because the ten can only be used by the Messiah. Mm. So when we are looking at the red hyphen, we are looking at this ten one that will be used by the Messiah. So the Antichrist will be able to come. Because they will see the Antichrist as the Messiah. And Red Eifer will be ready for him, so we'll be able to use it. And that will bring them into what they understand in tradition that uh, is the Messiah. Because the Tenaifer, sighting of Tenaifer is here now. So ready for it. It is it's twisted when you think about it. So when you look into this, the only nine were used in preparation. And the Jewish tradition said the ten would be used by the Messiah. Now, this guy, Richman, and other rabbits you know rabbis. rabbis of the temple institute they're providing supervision and guidance with an israeli cattleman who is an expert in the science of animal <laughs> abstrain that's what they said yeah. yeah he's he is using the techniques to implant in frozen embryos of red hangers mm. to create this red heifer now this is talking about some serious preparation for the temple. A serious preparation for the temple. From the elements that we are looking to into the red heifer that they're looking. Now, a question that has been sent to us here that we were trying to answering towards the end on a, on a chat here, which is a very, very interesting question here. What is the role of Christians, particularly policy makers and researchers working professionally towards a peaceful process between Israel and Palestine? Is it possible to still comfortably position, pos comfortably position ourselves to help establish the world definition of peace while knowing what we know through the scripture about the inevitable Antichrist situation? Very good question. Mm. It's a very... I think as Christian, you know, we still have to walk toward peaceful process of peace. 
you know whatever your position is if you're peacemakers, peacemakers you know we are called to be peacemakers mm. you know we're called to be peacemakers so we still need to work toward bringing peace mm. however what i would say is this regardless of this process with israel and palestine it is it is it is it is a war that has been going on f- since the days of abraham you know we know the jews originally come from abraham isaac and we know that ishmael the arab countries from them from the palestine and from the scriptures we know that there's been conflict between ishmael and isaac from the days and it's gone on for centuries and centuries of war that hasn't stopped and what we need to understand is this that the only peace that the world will see and i'm talking about the true peace we are seeing we've seen many treaties lately taking place and we saw trump's treaty lately that's kind of bringing some kind of ceasefire and what we've seen in israel and palestine is some kind of situation when there's conflict then there's ceasefire then there's conflict and ceasefire but from the scripture we know that the only one that will be able to bring peace for a period of time will be the antichrist he will be able to get those guys sit together sign this treaty and get a peace process sorted now we know the outcome of it as we discuss it nevertheless we still need to pray you know that doesn't stop us to pray because we are called peacemakers mm. whether we as christians will be able to bring a sense of peace you know i'm going to be honest with you I do not believe it because the scripture doesn't say so in that sense when it comes to Israel and Palestine. I think Jesus is the one that that would bring peace. Mm. He's the only one, as Mm. far as I'm concerned, that would bring peace. peace. Yeah, he's the prince of peace. He's the one that that would bring the true peace Mm. in this situation. But what we are seeing in our free eyes is events that has been prophesied through the book of Jeremiah, through the book of Daniel, when we've seen that eventually someone will come and eventually someone will bring peace in Israel just to go and break the priest treaty three and a half years later. And it's quite interesting. That is a very, very interesting question. I think the other thing that I would say in all of this is that God's mm-hmm. will is for us is for us to be in God's will. So mm-hmm. if you've been placed in that position, I think it's important that you know um, and it, you're at peace that God has put you there, that he, you know that God has put you there for a purpose. And I was just thinking about Rahab and I was thinking about mm-hmm. different ones who were on the inside That's right. um, for God. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were actually positioned Esther. F- and Esther, different mm-hmm. ones who were positioned for God for such a time as this. Yeah. And I think if we were just on the outside, we would not know what's going on Absolutely. the inside. And I think it's important that we know that when we're on the inside, God has put us there for a purpose mm-hmm. and for his purpose to come to pass. Absolutely. And I also believe that um, from what I'm hearing from some uh, Jewish friends that despite the political conflict that's taking place between Palestine and Israel, there are many Palestinian and many Jewish people that actually live together, yeah, do friends. things together, yeah. they're friends together. So there are definitely peace. Mm. But uh, I think in terms of the actual political conflict mm. that's taking place, it is just bigger than us. You know, yeah. and it's much yeah. more bigger than us. And it is part of also a sovereign will as that's well. Right. That's the which thing you know i always there is a will of god mm-hmm. you know in our, our life and there is a sovereign, sovereign will, will of god, of god mm. you know things that need to take place that's in order right. for 
God's will for God's will to be, be completely established. established. Yeah. So we know for fact that as people of God, the return of Jesus is linked to the rise of the Antichrist. Mm. You know, the establishing of the millennium kingdom is linked to the Antichrist establishing his seven years tribulation through mm. the seven years treaty, peace mm. treaty with Israel. Mm. So those are the things that we actually have to remind ourselves. And beside the fact, as Marcia mentioned, you know, about the element of us, whatever we placed, you know, some of us going to be placed right in the thick of the action mm. when it comes to being Israel and Palestine or maybe even the political, maybe lawmakers, you know. Mm. Some of them may be placed into this. And we, we you know, our role is, is to be peacemakers, mm. regardless of where we are. Yeah, being led by Holy Spirit Absolutely. to what to do at that time. Absolutely. I think in this time, we really need, and you know, I think sometimes, I think before now, we've kind of holy spirit's been there and we've it's been kind of little menial things that we've kind of you know been doing with in terms of holy spirit living in us but for times such as this mm. <laughs> um, and somebody was saying to, to me a friend of mine said we cannot do anything now without without consulting mm -hmm. holy spirit without speaking to holy spirit about what we're doing any decision any choice what we're doing we need to speak to Holy Spirit. We need to we need to be led by the Spirit. We mm -hmm. need to really ask Him because we can't just do things of our own volition anymore. Absolutely. This is not the time to do yeah. that. You know. So I think wherever we're placed, if we continue to speak to Holy Spirit and continue to be led and guided by Him, we'll be okay. You know. And um, because you know, it's it's a completely different season now, different time. And it's quite interesting that you mentioned in your question about the police policy makers and researchers working professionally towards peaceful process mm -hmm. you know regardless of be a christian or not it, it, is, it is it is if it is part of your mandate then you've got to continue to walk towards right. it you've got to continue towards it because one of the things that we understand from the scripture there will be peace mm -hmm. there will be peace you know and yet many people many scholars have mentioned it would be a false sense of peace but it still would be peace you know and the reason why the world will accept the Antichrist is because of peace. Yeah. You know, because of peace and prosperity. So for us, it's really understanding the timing where we are and, and really kind of, as you mentioned, Marcia, is moving when the Holy Spirit tells us to move, you know, very important. It's going to be a, a season, as I said, it's going to be a season for us when we will be able to, you know, where Christian will be looked at, you know, people will look towards Christian for help. They will, you know. And then there will be another season where we'll be fugitives, you know. Whether, you know, we believe the rapture, we give you if the rapture of the church come before those times, then remember there will still be Christian that will be born during the tribulation. So they will be fugitive. If the rapture come after, then we'll be in the thick of it if it comes now. But uh, the things that I always mention and, and, and since I begin my um, you know, my journey with Christ. It's always been, the Muslim will know me, it's always been about understanding the end times from what the Word of God is saying, you know, in that sense. And when people are telling you that Jesus returned now, Jesus returned mm -hmm. there, Jesus returned yeah, now, you've yeah. got to be very careful because there's there's many elements that Jesus has put in the Word, you know, in the Bible that give us sign, timeline, you know. There's a timeline for things. There is things that God will allow to take place in order for the sovereign will to come to to pass, come to pass mm. you know, and that is very important. 
and we looked through the word of God through the Bible, God allows specific things to take place in order to bring about yes. the plan, the greater plan. Yeah. And and so your question it is so interesting. I love mm. that question. But it is such an ambiguous response because there is, yeah, we have to do our part, we have to do our role, whatever we are, whether we say we're a policymaker, whether we're a researcher. You know, our role, you know, because of what God is telling us mm-hmm. of be peacemaker, you have to bring peace into this world, you know. But we also have to understand that there is a, a, a greater plan, you know. And and one of the things that we got to remind ourselves is Jesus returning. is coming back to establish a millennium kingdom that will last for a thousand years. But prior to that millennium kingdom, there's going to be a great tribulation. Yeah where the Antichrist is going to come and he's going to rule on this earth. Mm. He will have dominion over everything and he will subdue the world. He will subdue the whole world and he will subdue world by deception, you know, such as peace, you know, such as so on, such as bringing us, you know, we talked about it so many times, his characteristics, you know, they are quite frightening mm. in a certain way, but no, mm. because it is all part of the plan and then we got to realize that it is for a short time as well. It's not going to last for years it's been established for seven years. Mm. So he's got seven years to do what he's got to do. And he's got to do his best to do it. Mm. But after that, you know, Jesus returned. So there's going to be interesting things that we are going to see, experience. You know, we were talking this morning, Marcia and I, as we conclude now, on the, on the, we will be concluding on the Israel next week when we'll be looking at the war of Gog and Magog, which mm. is really looking at the last aspect of Bible prophecy concerning Israel when the north will come and go against Israel, and God will supernaturally intervene and save the nation of Israel again. But uh, just to conclude it, you know, one of the things that we are sensing in our spirit right now as we really looking into everything is really to begin to all tie to the word of God and all tie to him right now. Because we are sensing change is coming. You know, we have seen change this year. We've seen so many changes in, in the way we live lives, in the way that the world is, is moving. There's been so many changes. You know, people are still can't believe that, you know, we're in a situation where we are today. But we need to trust God, especially now for what he's doing. There are f- other things that are going to take place in our life that at times we may think, oh, what's going on here? Are you still here, Daddy? You know, but his word is clear. He said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. So regardless of the situation that we find ourselves in, you know, one thing that we've got to make sure is to continue to trust him and to remain faithful to him. You know, God is rising up this remnant church. And I keep saying this and this word will continue to come. He's rising up his remnant church for a reason and a purpose. You know, Esther was... Esther born, was born at such a time as this. She needed to save Israel from complete alienation destruction. Mm. So she was born and raised during those times. And I believe God is, rise, is raising us in this season for a time such as this. Now, none of us really can predict what time it will be. But we do know that God is raising in church, raising a remnant church, a church that would be focused on God and would be remain faithful. When the whole world around changes, you know, we need to remain in the place that God asks us to be remain to. So really, I want to encourage you for those who be listening and continue to listen, continue to do your research, you know. We're only here to 
help each other. We're only here to try to bring what we can and what we believe what the God is speaking to us in Revelation Hour. But you also need to do your part. You need to do your research. You need to ask the Lord, you know, Daddy, what, what do you want me to do in this season? What, what is this taking place? You know? Don't be afraid to, to have those prayers by asking what's going to happen in five years, ten years in your country, in your region, in nation, or whatever nation God has put in your heart. Because it is important for us to begin to see what is ahead, you know, so we can prepare today, you know. And let's pray. Let's pray. Let's 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 pray and as as we close this. Father, we just want to thank you so much um this morning for the opportunity to hear for what you have to say and and really showing us, you know, how Israel how Israel is so important when it comes to Bible prophecy, especially when it comes to end times mm. and, and knowing the time of your coming and the time of what's taking place. Yes, sir. A lot I just want to pray and continue to ask you to help us to remain faithful yeah. and to help us to continue to trust in you. Yes. As we continue to try to build a community within a community, as we continue to prepare, you know, for the different things that we'll be sharing and really be begin to be proactive, you know, yes. in the things that you want us to do, Father. We ask you to help us. Lord, Lord your word said that people are dying for lack of knowledge. Mm. But Lord, I pray that not only you increase us knowledge, but increase us with the understanding of what we hear and we see. Yes. Lord, I also pray that we will be uh, very uh, given the discerning of spirit, especially mm. things. There's so many things out there on YouTube and anywhere that just proclaim different things. And Lord, we pray that through all these different medium, Father, that you can speak the truth, Father, that mm. the spirit will be spoken, that we will know the truth, Lord. Holy Spirit, help us in this season. Mm. Help us to become more and more like you, but mm. also help us to show us the sign and the mm. times, Lord, in preparation, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Guys, it's been wonderful to be uh, with you again. And uh, if you want to contact us, as I says, again, use our Facebook. You can use our Facebook page. We're on Twitter. Um, we have an email address as well, info at revelationhour.co.uk. If you need, you know, continue to send your videos on the chat as well. We, as I said, on our website, www.revelationhour.co.uk, we are going to begin to uh, put videos there as well, stuff that you guys are sending for the chat, mm. things that we are seeing as well. We're going to put there so you guys can watch them. So we got at least a platform to mm. to watch archive. if archives to be able yeah. to to see all those videos they're very very relevant so thank you again so much for sending your video i think i'm done now we are done for today so guys again as i said see you next week same place same time bye everyone bye bye <laughs>